Welcome to Hope Beyond the Badge, a podcast that brings awareness, inspiration, and conversation together for first responders, families, and others interested in mental well-being in first response. New episodes weekly with your hosts, Jay Bailey and Linda Kokoros. Jay is a father, a military veteran, worked in the fire service for 18 years, and carries a diagnosis of PTSD. Linda is a mom, a wife, a certified life coach for first responders, and a suicide loss survivor of a first responder. Let's talk about it. Our guest on today's episode is Heather Viveros. Heather is here representing GiveToThose.org, an organization that supports, honors, remembers, and respects our nation's heroes. GiveToThose.org represents the hope those lost will never be forgotten. Those still serving, our veterans and first responders, will be supported, and to bring America together, united in our hearts for the greater good. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to join us in this conversation. We look forward to hearing about your organization, your patriotism, all the good work that you've done, and anything that you might have coming up in the future. First, could you take a moment to introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, everybody. So thank you so much, guys, for having me on, both uh, Jay and Linda. My name is Heather Baveras. I am a proud American patriot. I'm the founder of an organization, like Jay had mentioned, called Give, the number two, those.org. And our mission is really to honor the fallen and thank the living, never forget the families left behind. Um, my base is all God-driven, so I just... Uh, listen to the guidance of of god and and i go with that and it's just been an amazing uh journey uh our non-profit was formed in 2017 we officially got our ein number in 2018 we were a year and a half old and uh you know everything kind of went crazy in 2020 and um we just kept moving forward like our military members and first responders had to do and have to do so um it's been a great, great journey, uh, and I'm really grateful to be able to share this experience with your audience and uh, to give hope to our men and women who are serving from the, the military to our first responders and to the Gold Star families and the families of the fallen uh, first responders that there are a lot of people in America that support you. We thank you, and through our actions, not just our words, we are um, on the ground making a difference and giving hope in darkness. So I thank you guys mm. for... Um, allowing me on this show and actually having me on this show. Wow! Thank you so much, Heather. I mean, that was a, a woo! That was a, a whole lot all in one sentence. I don't even think you took a breath there for a second. <laughs> but what a wonderful uh, way to sort of introduce your organization. Um, I just want to get into uh, a little bit. I mean, I know uh, we know you, right? So, but I want to get into known a little bit of the history of the organization, like. Why did it start? Like, you know, how did this come about? Take us back to the beginning of it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've take us back. Times. Uh, gosh, the short I mean, why? version, the long version, the book version. Uh, no, so um, it all started with the Boston bombing um, in 2013, May. Prayed to God, 
And I, uh, my simple little prayer was I want to be hope that people can see um, that if they need that hug, you can be that hug. And uh, I, I heard run, run for our troops. And um, I, at the time I was, I was doing things with kids with cancer, like just doing little things because kids are our next generation. They're just so amazing. And um, I heard that too, but our troops need our help. So when I started it, um, it just, it started with one prayer and being a faithful servant to that prayer and being a vessel. And so what started in 2013, this year obviously marked 10 years of me honoring and uh, the fallen and thanking the living and remembering the families left behind. Um, uh, it's really sometimes hard to put into right words when you listen to a mission given to you that is not of your doing um, all the amazing people you come across the journey, which you never would have taken had you not taken that first step. Um, so just like looking back at it and, and just all the pieces that and people that God has placed in my life, um, from my very first guy, I started honoring Marine Corporal Nicholas Zaros. I speak his name all the time because his father, Steve Zaros, um, really took me under his wing in 2013, um, taught me a lot about the goals of our families and the different star families and um, just really, really uh, taught me far greater things than uh, then we actually really learn in school. Right. So, yeah. uh, we started with, with one guy has now become hundreds, uh, of honoring and then thousands of people following, um, the journey, reaching out, telling me their story. So it's, uh, it's very humbling. It's so hard to put into to simple words to anybody, but I always say when you're given a purpose and you, you find that why you let it be a driving force and you can't explain it to other people. Cause I didn't serve, uh, I didn't serve in the military and I didn't serve as a first responder. Um, I was a stay at home mom at the time. Um, you know, living a good life, just, just taking my son to the, the park. He was only, he was four years old. He just turned five when that a little after when that prayer happened. And, um, so I just, I just, I look back at had I not taken that prayer and listened, I wouldn't know you guys. Uh, I never would have met Doug, who I'm sure we'll get into that after. Mm -hmm. um, I never would have met everyone I met, but I also wouldn't have lost a lot of amazing people in my life, um, like Major Justin Fitch, who died a, a, of colon cancer um, from chemicals in Iraq. Uh, people I've lost really good friends that I never would have even met had I not taken that step. So it's, um, it started just with a prayer and listening to the word and putting that word into action. And that's something I'm very big about with people's character and integrity is don't just make it a social media post. Don't just make it a post, but put those posts into action and, uh, show people that you genuinely care. Mm. I love that. Mm. So it started off with a prayer. Sounds like that was coming from something that was bigger than you. 
right? Mm-hmm. And we talk yeah. about we talk about this all the time ourselves. Um, you know, it's a calling to mm-hmm. to get into something like that, especially as you said, you're you're not a veteran. Um, you're not a first responder. Um, so something had to drive you to to get in to get into something like this so big. It started off. Uh, was it always like you said, speaking to one father, honoring his son, and then was it always I'm going to name give to those, or how did it start? Like where did it go from there? So with so with Steve, what <laughs> I mean, um, Steve actually invited me out to one of the Fallen Heroes dinners that they have. Uh, and uh, in December 2013, and it was kind of funny because, uh, so what happened was how how let me let me backtrack a little bit. Um, in 2013, when I met Steve, I met him at I, I was I before I even started honoring Nick, I started running. My mom actually said to me, uh, I was doing the run at Patriot Place um, that they have July 3rd every year, and. I was kind of contemplating it because I signed my son up for the little 5k thingy or the little kid, not 5k kids, little thing that they had there. And yeah. I was like, Oh man, maybe I should, maybe I should run this 5k and it's up and down the ramps, but it was like a hundred and something degrees with humidity. My mom, and I, cause you know, I, I was told to run for the troops and mm. that was in May and now we're in July and I still haven't started running. And my mother Set looked at me because I was contemplating with my, uh, like back and forth, back and forth. My mom goes, Heather, it's either now or never. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to start <laughs> running for the troops on this day because it was helping support Boston Strong and, and all that. Started running. Then I just started training from that point. And I was actually supposed to do Tough Mudder. Blew out my, the thought I blew out my knees. I thought I had something. They thought I had bursitis. Find out years later, I had uh, meniscus tears in both knees, still have that. Um, so I didn't end up doing Tough Mudder in 2013. So I found this amazing event called Bone Frog Challenge that honored 31 heroes, Navy SEALs, uh, the guys that were killed uh, August uh, uh, 6, 2011. And one of those SEALs happened to be from Cape Cod, Kevin Houston. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to sign up and do this event. And I meet a bunch of great people, and you'll understand when Nick fits into this. I meet these great people. We we grow grow, grow a bond. We start doing events together, and then I run. I, I register to run for the uh, Cape Cod Kids for Our Troops Canal Run on, on the on the canal there. And now, Bullfrog Challenge was in September of 2013. October 2013, I do this this run for the canal, and. This old older Vietnam veteran comes up to me. We're talking. He had met me previously, and he goes, "Hey, I want to introduce you to somebody." And I said, "Oh, okay." So we're walking, and as we're walking, I see this this woman, Jen. I didn't know her name at the time, and then this guy, and that happened to be Steve, and I didn't know his name at the time either. And we're walking by, and he goes, "She goes, hey, would you mind taking a picture now?" I see she's holding a picture of of soldiers. I didn't know who they were, and or who it was. And he goes, oh, the, the Vietnam veteran, Roger, says, oh, this is the guy I wanted to introduce you to anyways. So I had a, I had a, a nonprofit, a military nonprofit hat on. He had the same one on. He looked at me. I, I take the photo. He Then then we, we talk. He asked me about a sweatshirt I had. 
And he looked at me and he goes, hey, I like your hat. I said, yeah, I like yours too. Mine was in blue. His was in black. Or no, maybe it's reversed. And so uh, so he got to talking to me and he goes in his Jeep and I'm thinking, this guy doesn't want to hear all about my, my all for a cause sweatshirt that had all these patches on it. He turns around, he hands me a patch of his son, he, a, a Marine Corporal Nicholas Arles, and he says, this is my son. He literally goes, this is my son. He goes, if you want to learn more about him, he goes, you can Google his name, YouTube his name. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And I'm, I'm like wicked humbled, right? Like this, wow. I posted that that patch before we started the Cape Cod uh, Canal Run. And the girl, a, a girl I met at Bonefrog Challenge messaged me on Facebook and said, I know him. I, so I messaged her. I'm like, what do you mean you know him? She goes, her and her friend were best friends with him. Nick's GI girlfriend when he was killed. I said, you got to be kidding me. Mm. So I messaged Steve, not knowing this man and going, Hey, do you know this girl? Her, uh, and I gave the name. I go, I heard she was your son's GI girlfriend. He's like, yeah. How do you know that? Now I'm thinking this guy's going to think I'm creeping him out. Like I I told him the story goes, wow. But my whole point is had how I look at it, had God not made me come to my knees when I was training for tough mutter, I never would have done bone frog challenge because I probably wouldn't have searched for another event further out. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like these, all these like little moving pieces. So then Steve and I, like I said, he took me under his wing. Um, he's now actually a, a state rep. Uh, and he's just always been there for me, you know, um, takes me under his wing. Then he introduced, he asked me to come out to this dinner um, in, in December, 2013, which I did. And it was really funny because I remember the Holy Spirit said to me, there was a guy in a cowboy hat. I'm sure you guys all know with the Boston Marathon. It, it was notorious, yes. but yep. right. Yep. I didn't know him at the time. And I remember looking at him and I remember the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to carry his kids. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about, Lord? I, I said to myself, man, I have a husband, I have a kid, I have my own kid, blah, blah, blah. Well, this dinner, Steve Zaros introduced me to Carlos. Carlos, he's telling Carlos what I do for running for the, the fallen. Carlos t- hands, takes off a pin of his son, Alex and Brian. Now Alex was killed in Iraq. Brian ultimately uh, took his life years later. Um, and he says to me, I want you to carry my sons. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Mm. So it's like these stories. I tell people that it's, for me, it's just such a higher, it's like you said, it's greater than me. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, just grew into like what started with Nick then became Carlos's kids. And then on social media, families would start reaching out to me saying, will you carry my son? Will you carry my daughter? You know, like I wear them every day on my wrist. Like, yes, you do that. Like, and, and, it, and it's it's humbling, but it's also heartache. Like every day you wake up, you put a bracelet on, you know that that child's not being hugged and that parent doesn't get to hug. It. It's just so many emotions. Um, and then I personally carry over 200 military and first responders that people have asked me to carry in honor. Um, so that's just a heavy weight as a civilian to know that you're moving that forward. Um so, so that that was a big part of the start of honoring the fallen. And then I just kept doing a lot of road races, a lot of events. I would find anything I could, help out however I could, different nonprofits. 
then I, uh, I woke up out of a sound sleep and it was like, I, this, this idea of stride and ride relay came about and I was like, all right, we're going to, cause I'd had a lot of friends that would say, I don't ride, I don't, I don't ride motorcycles, but I run or I don't run, but I ride motorcycle or so mm. I don't do any of that, but I cycle. Yeah. And, um, in 2017, we kicked off stride and ride relay, which was a 911 mile relay. And, um, at the time I was with another nonprofit in Connecticut, my friend Lance, who helped really helped me spearhead this great guy. Um, you know, we did the first year. It was amazing. We started out of Logan airport, went down to ground zero up to flight 93 and then to the Pentagon in DC. So it went to Boston to Virginia. Yeah, 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 we went to Boston, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia. Wow. Um, every area where ground where where there was a ground zero um, per se, but it was in October to pay tribute and remember because at that time we were still we still had guys, you know, overseas um, being deployed uh, to remember the men and women, the twelve strong, the movie yeah. uh, of of those that were killed October. I mean that deployed October seventh. 20, uh, 2001. So we did this relay. And, um, after I did the first year, I, I saw the need for our veterans and that who really needed help. And the gold star families, just sometimes something simple, like a $50 ga- a gift card to go get groceries. And so I said to my team, I, I think, I think I need to talk, talk to my lawyer. Um, about certain things and I happened to be in my lawyer's office about something completely different and I brought it up to him and I said hey I'm doing this and he said you're either going to make it a nonprofit, or you got to dissolve it and I thought man we just did one amazing year so basically it was me going in for a completely different thing and talking to my lawyer about something different and him saying to me you got to either do this or you got to dissolve it yeah. Um, and that was only because my friend from Connecticut, he was, he found the love of his life. He was getting ready to get married. Like there was a, like different moving pieces. Like, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to burden him with like, Hey, can you make this call? Hey, you know, so I made that decision right there in his office. And, um, and, and that's what first we, we started as stride and ride relay then, uh, in 20, so that's when yeah. that's when your nonprofit started. Then yeah, when you started, did stride and ride, I filed the paperwork in September 2017. We got our EIN number in 2018. Uh, we were still stride and ride relay. I tell anyone that does nonprofit stuff, make sure you pick your name first because going through the process of changing it is just uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare. A hassle, but, um, yeah, yeah. So we started as stride and ride relay, and then. Because of that need, we ended up changing our, our name to give to those. And the premise behind give to those is give to those who serve, save, protect, and sacrifice. Our logo are the hands because it's us as we, the people, we're giving back to those that serve. You give so much to us now where it's our turn to give to you. So mm. that's the whole premise behind that name. Um, I tell people with the logo, you got to go online and really read about it because it's very long um, mm. because we wanted – I, my team and I, we talked about it. We were talking about different logos and I wanted to make sure that we really represented what we started as. And that was honoring those that deployed 
those that died at ground zero from our, our first responders and those that we lose to the hidden wound. So um, there's a lot of meaning behind our logo. And I usually tell people just go online and read more about it. Go cause, cause it's very lengthy and we put a lot of thought into designing it. Yeah. So what she means by what Heather means by go online and, and figure you know, finding out more information is go onto our website. They have a wonderful website. I just said earlier on, I love the layout of this whole website. Um, it's very easy to follow through. You have a whole menu description of all the different stuff that you're involved in. Um, and it's give to those. It's number two, those dot, dot org. Um, so you can check out the website on there if you want to participate, volunteer, get involved, donate. Um, it's right there. But we're going to continue to talk with Heather um, about the organization, what they do, all the wonderful stuff they do. Um, Jay, I don't know if you want to chime in. Or are you... I just yep. have one question about, um, there's a clear sense of patriotism that, that I yeah. hear when you're talking. I'm wondering if that's something that you've always had. Have you always been very patriotic? Because I can understand, as you describe uh, the way this organization came together and, and you know, that it was a calling uh, at times in people that can awaken a sense of patriotism. Is that what happened or is it something that, that um, you've sort of always had? And if you have, where, where do you think it came from? That's a great question. So I remember when I was a little girl, I was in a parade and I had my bike out decked out and, and patriotic stuff. I was marching with a little hat and stuff like that. Um, my mom was very big with Desert Storm, Desert Shield. She had all the pins. I mean, she just re gave me one of the old pins she had come across um, a few years ago. So, you know, but as life gets you, right, you get older and you kind of get um, selfish um, you know, when I was in my twenties, I was trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do in life. Um, kind of got, um, it was, it's actually, it's very funny, actually, this, this person, this, this question, because I always had a respect for our military. My grandfather served, he didn't go overseas. My, 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 uh, uncle sees a purple heart recipient of the Vietnam war. My uncle, uh, my, my, my papa's brothers uh served during korea and vietnam um but it wasn't like it wasn't instilled in a way of what i am today uh in my 20s i always wanted to dress you know dress nice and it was like look at like i hate saying this it sounds so awful <laughs> you're gonna say like, look at me <laughs> right like look at me and i'm i'm making something of myself and you know it was always like uh you know trying to show those bullies, like, look at me now, right? Like the people that you got made fun of, that made fun of you growing up or picked on you. And it's like, Oh, look how far I've come in life or whatever. But it's funny. Cause God actually humbled me through my son first. Um, he's now 15. And then even more so with doing the stuff for the veterans and the first responders, right? Because you learn that all the stuff you have in this world doesn't mean anything if you don't one have your character and integrity so uh and, and two none of it really matters like if you don't you know if something happens at the drop of a dime you got to be ready on to go with whatever you have on i mean there's so many examples of that around the world you see that happening where people just have to pick up leave their home and they don't return home right could be natural disaster could be war uh could be a fire could be yeah. a lot of these things so it just humbled me in such a way, but I've always had like the love of country, mm -hmm. but this, this put me on a completely different path. Like, I mean, 
like y'all know, like I wear the hats all the time. I'm recognized mm. the recognition, right? Jay is the hats, the bracelets, the, the running gear. I mean, if I dress up, geez, people think like, I, I, I they think, uh, I'm not, it's not me. Right. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with Heather? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. But, but, but people don't know the old me, right. I used to dress up. I used to wear the heels. I used to, so, so even I've seen that transition, but it's more of a humbling thing. It's like, I just want to make a difference. I mm. just want people to find their why and their purpose. I just don't, I don't want to say I don't care about, obviously I want to stay healthy for my family and, and to continue the mission as long as God has me here on earth. But I just don't care. Like at the end of the day, your real friends don't care about if you have hair extensions or it's your your real hair, if you have long fingernails, short fingernails, if you have long eyelash, your real friends, I'm talking deep, true friends, they don't care about that, mm. right? They only care about if they call you in need, are you going to pick up a phone or be there yeah. for them? They don't, you know, those are true friends. But the friends that care about all that stuff that you have are materialistic friends, right? Mm. So it, being around military and first responders is just humble me and, and, you know, God humbled me first with my son, like, wow, here's this little boy that I, I brought into this world. And wow, look at like, you watch them grow. And now I'm like, wow, this is like amazing. Right. So my patriotism, I would say, came because God put me on this path. I've always had it, but nowhere near what I have it now. I'd be lying if I said, yeah, I woke up and I was like, it kind of, it's kind of like that story. If I woke up and said, Jay, I started this nonprofit because my, my, my great uncle was a Purple Heart recipient of Vietnam and my dad be lying. Right. Mm, yeah. So it's, that wouldn't be the truth. And so mine started with a prayer yeah. and, and I've always loved the country. I've always respected our military. You know, I would pay for a drink or pay for a military person's coffee or something like that, but it wasn't what it is to this extent. Mm. Um, I get it. Yeah. You, you know, I right? get it. I, I totally get it. I, I get it. You were, you know, you, you said it started off with a prayer and you were, you know, all along after that type of thing, you were being shown little pieces of your puzzle. Maybe you didn't know it at the time, but now when you look back and say, oh, that's why that happened then. And that's why that happened then. And it just grows into, um, you know, other pieces um, that helps you grow. And, and it just validates the path that you're on um, is, is why you're doing that, right? It just keeps validating it, right? Yeah, For you? yeah it's really amazing. And, yeah. you know, I think the hardest part as a civilian, patriot civilian that helps military and first responders, so in the very beginning, a lot of people now know who I, like the character, my character, right? And the integrity that I have behind it. But it's, um, at first you, when you tell, they'll be like, oh, so what military did you serve? The Marines? And I'm like, no, I'm a proud American patriot. And sometimes you see a shift, but then once you say, whoa, 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 hold on. If you, if you're going to ask me a question, let me share a little bit of my story. I think the biggest part is the fact that like, I look at people in their face. I said, one. I don't take a, I don't, I don't, I don't get a paycheck from this nonprofit. So it was a hundred percent of my heart Two, I was a stay at home mom, just living the life. Most people like, I just want to do that. Right. Cause I, uh, I've been very blessed with a hard work, work, you know, a hard working man in my, my life. And he, he's just great and he's supportive. And, um, you know, I told people like, I didn't just wake up and go, okay, uh, let me just start doing this. Right. It was literally from a prayer and, 
again, kids are very like near and dear to my heart because of their future. They're so innocent. Unfortunately, it's adults that distort them when they're little, which they should just be playing on playgrounds and having a good time until they have to worry about all, any of that other stuff. Um, and so I thought, you know, why wouldn't I have done something for kids when there, were, there was a child that was killed at the Boston Marathon, you know, little Richard Martin. So it's like, I, I tell people, it's, it's like, you can't put it into words because it's not of you. It's yes. not like I woke up one day and was like, let me do this for the troops and let me do this for the first responders. And, you know, suicide awareness. I mean, I found out about that for, through Major Justin Fitch, through my friend Be Betty, who who introduced me to this guy, Steve, who was a con another kid, Steve, who was combat vet. So there's all these moving pieces, but it all aligns so perfectly. Yes. Mm. You know, even, tr even tragedy. Uh, through tr tragedy, I've seen a lot of amazing things come from it and i and as bad as or i don't want to use the word bad is sad as that may sound right because that person who lost their loved one like you think of your your position with alex mm -hmm. but you see the positive things through the life that he lived not the way that he passed right that wow, we're inspiring other people. We're 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 reaching out through his story to have somebody say, "I'm say Linda, I feel alone, but because of you, I no longer feel alone. I have a voice, right?" So, it's all these amazing pieces that you just like. There's no way in my human ability could I have made any of this happen. Yeah. Uh, and and you know Major Justin Fitch was a big a big part in 2013 for a huge part of the driving force for our veteran suicide awareness and prevention, um, and I I thank him all the time in my heart that he allowed the very first uh, 26 miles we did down Boston Marathon route he allowed, allowed uh, other people to join him and there were I believe 31 or 32 of us that did that whole thing that first time and um and and you just you see. You see that I, I see from that year to now how families now are not afraid to speak out. Like I lost my son and daughter to suicide where before it was like, mm, don't say nothing. Yeah. Right. But now you can speak. Yes. Um, because yes. People feel like they have a voice and they should have a voice because it's important. And it's important to continue um, speaking um, mm -hmm. to continue to smash that stigma, um, you know, whatever they the families are feeling you know because they don't want to talk about it whether it be shame or embarrassment or fear of judgment right um from others around them so yeah it is important um thank you for sharing all of that heather i mean i think it's important to to share that back you know that back journey of the beginning right of you know what your organization is today um give to those the plaques i mean that's just one part of what you do as an organization there's so much by the way i just want to go back to that's um ride and stride does that still continue every year to 900 oh, stride and ride relay yeah so the so we did it for five years yeah on the 20th year anniversary um obviously you know we all have heard about the 13 fallen um august 26 uh, in of 2021 um, we did our last relay that year. Um, that was really tough for us, um, knowing about those kids, those young Marines and, and the sailor and the uh, soldier um, perishing. Um, 
and you know we we said that we're going to do it on the 20th anniversary and then we're going to conclude until the 25th yeah so we are preparing god willing that uh we'll get back out there and do it on the 25th year anniversary anyone that would want to join us um it's broken up into stages. So the thing with stride and ride relays, it's broken up into stages. You start out at a Logan airport and then we'll stop at a, a either, excuse me, a war memorial, a first responder memorial or a VFW American Legion. We do that all the way down to all these memorials. And um, we are, we are looking at, I mean, the whole team, like gold star families, active duty guys, veterans, they all are looking forward to 25th year anniversary. So we are thinking of, uh, or at least, like I said, God willing, looking at doing it again on the 25th. So we got three more years. Um, okay. But uh, it's 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 definitely been missed. I think that's why we, we a lot of us, like when we put together uh, VESA for the fall, which I know, you know, Linda, you supported us this year. And we thank you and the yeah. businesses in that area that supported our journey. Um a lot of these guys do that because we do, we do miss it. It, it. You know, we had a lot, a lot of support, believe it or not in the state of New Jersey. Um, and it was just, it's hard. Even that it is so hard to put into words, like so, a journey like that's eight days long. It's, it's over 911 miles, but we always target for that amount of, of miles. Um, but we, we will be doing it again. Okay. Um, and the whole, the whole thing behind stride and ride is, you stride the military, the first responders, they stride into things. They, they have to walk into something that of the unknown. And, and it's the same thing when you ride into something, that's the premise behind the word stride and ride. Yeah. Uh, it's striding into combat. It's striding into something of the unknown for the first responders. It's riding into those combat zones where you don't know if you're going to, something's going to happen with an IED. It's riding to a scene with the police officer responding or for a, a firefighter or EMT responding to an accident so that was even everything that we pretty much do at the organization has to have a meaning and a purpose and a why uh yeah or we really don't want to do it like yeah. it, like every event we pretty much do um it's usually other than you know we have our one our i want my adult 80s party but even that we have a surprise for that um pertaining to fallen service members um but we always like to have a meaning and a why into the things that we do yeah. from our golf tournament to our 5k's yeah um, and uh even our archery program where, where we uh honor the fallen so it's it's very big that when we create things that there's a meaning behind it and that yeah. was the meaning behind stride and ride relay so yeah. I love that. I love that. And I Long look answer, but short answer, yes, we'll be back at it. More, like, like I said, uh, hopefully in another three years. Okay, excellent. Well, our listeners will possibly want to participate, right? Next three no. years. I'll get ready for you. I have three years to get ready. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring it out. We'll bring it out. You're going to go to Weymouth and we'll have some coffee because I still got to get over to your place. I love that coffee. Yeah. So anyway... Let's talk about what you do with Give to Those. There's a lot of different, how would I say, events that have different names to, right? Each one, like the Archery, um, Marine on a Mission, um, Vest Up for the Fallen. There's lots of different. I want, to, I want you to give a description of each one of them, but I also want to talk about the plaques, and I think that's a big, a big part of Give to Those, right? That's a big part of what you do. Can we start yeah. off with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, tell us tell us about the plaques. Tell 
the listeners, I know you're going to, you know, talk to myself and Jay about it, and we, we're very aware of them. Um, but tell us about, you know, how the, how the plaques came about, um, who, who receives them. Um, is it veteran families, um, veterans who are alive or have passed away to their families, first responders um, or their families? Um, share with us who, who receives these plaques and why and where the, how they're made which is yes, very important. Yeah. So plaques of honor. Yes. There are a lot of different tiers in our grassroots organization plaques of honor. So a friend of mine, Doug P- pickle from Michigan, um, he and I became friends, um, because of, uh, Sergeant Michael Ingram jr. Who was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, Doug had been watching myself and the team for many years, uh, came out and joined us on stride and ride relay in 2018, 19, 20 and 21. I believe he was there all four years. Um, he joined, yeah, 2018, he joined us and uh, wanted to present some of these plaques. He said, oh, I build these plaques, so on and so forth. And I had seen him give one to Sergeant Michael Ingram Jr.'s mother, Trisha, um, when I went to his memorial fundraiser out in Michigan. And I thought they were absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, wow, this guy makes these from hand. Mm. So, uh Doug comes out 2018, joins us. We, 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 he presents some plaques. Um, one was Kimberly Agar, uh, uh, Agar's mom. Uh, she ultimately, she was a, a purple harbor. She ultimately, uh, took her life. And, um, I was just really touched by these plaques and I kept following Doug. And then in 2019, we actually presented on the 10 year anniversary, uh, Steve Zaros won uh, a purple heart plaque in honor of, uh, his son, Marine Corporal Nicholas Aros uh, at the VFW Memorial in Natick, Mass. that had Nick's name on it. So we we did a few plaques. Doug uh, Doug basically donated those ones in 2019, um, and then uh, t- 2020 came. We had a few more plaques, and then 2021 we ended up our organization ended up uh, paying for. 25 plaques around like different plaques. And, um, mm. I kept asking Doug, will you, col- uh, will you exclusively collaborate with us? You know, this would be a great team. And he's like, no, 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 no. So then we get to the Pentagon and we present, um, a very good friend of ours, photo Joe, we call him because we had two Joes on the relay. One rode a motorcycle, which is moto Joe, uh, Marine on a mission. And then the other one was, uh, Joe, uh, Shriegel, who who's a photographer and he's a veteran, and uh, so we would we would call their names and they'd look both at us. So we ended up presenting Photo Joe with a plaque. He uh, he retired in 2016 at the Pentagon, and then we did one for our friend Larry Gonzalez um, at the Pentagon as well, and we presented another friend with a with a flag. So um, well, actually, Doug, we gave Doug our a flag that was given to us, and uh, when we got to the Pentagon and we're doing the, the ceremony. Doug finally looks at me and he goes, well, buddy, um, he goes, I think I'm ready. And I'm like, what are you ready for? And he goes, uh, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to exclusively partner with you guys. Um, You've shown me the heart, the love, the, 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 everything that you guys put into the, all of this, you guys are amazing. He goes, and you're my family. And so on the 20th anniversary at the Pentagon, uh, in October, he announced to us that he was exclusively partnering. 
So then Perfect. I knew the work was going to begin. And uh, I had to think of a name because um, he's As You Want Custom Plaques, uh, which he and his friends started. At that point, Doug maybe did a couple hundred plaques from the time he started that um, in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s. Um, so we came up with the name Plaques of Honor. We have a whole new logo. Obviously, it's a, a under give to those. It's like a sister program. Yeah. Um, and uh, created the, the logo for that. Uh, Doug originally had the service plaque and the purple heart plaque. And I said to him, Doug, we got to have ones for the first responders because I, I honor the first responders. It's very important to me. And he said, all right, buddy, you design it. I'll put in a wood. So I literally took like clip art. It was like the worst. I think I still probably have the, the layout of it. And I sent it to him in a text. I'm like, do you think we can do it like this? And he's like, all right, I'll try. And he did a darn good job. And he came up with them and he, he launched it on January 1st, 2022. Sorry, it's like all these dates, right? 2022. He thought we were going to maybe allocate enough funds for like 50, maybe 100. But because of all the events we host from our our golf tournament that honors First Lieutenant uh, Scott Milley to our 5Ks to people donating, uh, just all the little things we do, we allocate funds in the different programs. Yeah. So going into ending last year, he had, he had built us over 200 plaques. We allocated enough funds that actually by the end of this year, going into next year, because um, we, we have a certain system we do with the plaques, we we have allocated enough funds for over 400 plaques. Wow. We're actually closer wow. by the by what we're looking at doing. We we're we're getting even close, like probably like over 450. Um, going into 24. Huh? Going into two to 224. 224. Yep, 224. Yep. Yeah. We um, will he'll have he'll will have allocated enough funds for over 400. We're looking actually probably more like 450 getting closer to 500 but we we have a we have a system that we do um everything's on a spreadsheet um there's a lot of back and forth with pictures and stuff um he could not believe it he said heather i think you like triple doubled like what i did when i first started it so then um last year we launched our pow mia plaque on memorial day because i had said to doug we have to honor those that never returned home and those who may have returned home many years later who are POWs, prisoner of wars, or missing in action. And uh, I, I had to do it because I personally carry Alex Jisman, who was captured in Iraq. Um, my best friend's brother deployed with him, served with him. Uh, she had a very deep story about Alex and the other guys that were captured. Um, and I said, Doug, I got to I ha- we have to honor the POWs and the and missing in action. And he said to me, it's amazing that you're talking about that. He said, because me and my friend Calvin, so Calvin is a Vietnam veteran, have been trying to figure out a way to build a plaque and make a plaque. And he said, if you can create the idea, I'll, I'll look into building it. So I prayed on it, and it was like it just came to me. And then I sent him over the prototype picture, like clip art thing. Yeah. And uh, he put it in a wood, man. I mean, this guy is just amazing. Doug is amazing with wood. Made it. We launched it on Memorial Day of last year. 
That was another plaque to our lineup. So at that point, we have six plaques to our plaques of honor. So share with uh, us. So share with us the different plaques. So you have the purple heart plaque, the, the purple heart one. What purple, else? The purple heart plaque is for all those that were that received the purple heart um, serving in the military. We have our service plaque that's we can present that to anybody who served in the military, was killed in the military, whether it's uh, stateside, because a lot of those men and women are forgotten and we don't want to forget them. Uh, we want to make sure, you know, those Humvee accidents or those, those, those accidents, um, or even overseas when they're, when they're, when they're sick and uh, they end up passing away and they sleep, stuff like that. We want to make sure that they're honored. So we have that service plaque. Then we have the um, police officers plaque. We have the firefighters plaque. Um, we have the EMT and then the POW. And then mm. last year, Doug and I, and then my mother and I went out and we presented plaques across the country. And uh, I just realized a need. Um, many of you guys, obviously you guys know the Chesna family. Mm -hmm. uh, last year at Vesta for the Fallen, before we got to born, we presented Eric, um, Michael Chesna's brother, with a plaque of honor, a Purple Heart. Because Michael was a Purple Heart recipient, we can give them to uh, family members. So the mother, the father, the widow, the children, and the siblings. Mm. So when we gave that to Eric and I saw Eric tear up the way he did, oh, I'm going to try not to get emotional here. Um, ooh. Uh, it put another thing in me that we got to remember the siblings. Mm. And then when Doug and I, now we get to born, we present this POW. And I said, Doug, we got to do something, man. I, I got something in my heart with Eric, seeing him, how he choked up when we gave him a purple heart. I said, we got, I got to think of something here. I didn't know what, I just knew it had to be something. Then when Doug and I went out, to present plaques um, in different states. Um, we went and met quite a few families. The first one, uh, Clay Welsh's mom and then his siblings. And I'm like, man, these siblings, and they're sharing stories about their love for their brother. And then I meet Diana Reynolds, who's Racker Ryan, Ryan Smith. He took his life. Now, um, Ryan Ryan's was tough for me, too. And his sisters share the story, and she she shares with me about how she she wishes she she saw the sign, right? Like she could have done something and this and that. Yeah. Just sharing really thing big, deep things with me. And then it was actually last year when Doug and I were in the car, and after seeing Matthew Tyndale's family, we were going through the wind turbines. We went Facebook Live, and I'm trying not to get really emotional because this was emotional. We were laughing and joking, and I said, after we got off that, I said, Doug, we really got to do something for the siblings. I said, this is crushing me, man. No one honors the siblings. And uh, then my mom and I went out a couple weeks later and did some plaques. And, again, it's the siblings, man. I'm like, oh. And then it came to me. I said, God, we got to do something. And it came to me, and it was the sibling's heart. And I said, all right. And I designed a heart plaque and I sent it to, to, uh, and this is going to, this is going to fold back into what you guys do. And I designed and Doug designed it. And, um, 
then he put it into wood and I was like, it's absolutely beautiful. And as many of you may or may not know, Kareem, who was one of the, the Marines that was killed in Afghanistan a few days before his one year anniversary last year, his brother Dakota ended up taking his life at the playground where they used to play. Mm. And I found that out by Kareem's mom. She had, I spoke with her a few, about a month ago. And, um, what a lot of why we didn't we revealed technically we revealed the sibling heart plaque this memorial day weekend at Bourne national cemetery but i did not allow anyone to take photos because kareem's mom and the siblings not only got a purple heart plaque but because she lost her son in afghanistan and then her other son dakota to suicide we wanted her family to be the first one to receive the sibling heart Mm. So she also received a sibling heart with Kareem's photo and Dakota's photo on it. Beautiful. Um, so that, and, and, and the message on it is um, that even when there's a, a broken piece, because in all, all siblings, they have this bond, right? And this bond is really strong because, you know, the moms, like they, the moms and dads only know so much, Jay, you know, like you have a sibling you kind of bond in a different way. Like, don't tell mom this or don't tell dad that, or, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like right. Mm. So, you know, we, we, we did this and, and we created it as a bonding so that even though there's a broken part, that bond will never break. You'll always have that no matter what, you'll always have those memories. So, um, that's, that's our seventh. And I would like to say probably our final plaque to the lineup. Um, but those are solely for siblings. Yeah. Um, and we do have uh, one that's going to be going out in the state of Massachusetts to somebody very near and dear to a lot of us. I don't want to announce it because they don't know they're getting it, but that should be on its way in the next month or so. Um, but it really is saying, listen, we see you. Yes. You've got to give us time because it's one guy making these. Yeah. We don't use the CNC machine. They're all made by one guy by his hands. Yeah. One woman lasering them all who works a farm. She owns, like, I swear she owns all of Michigan's uh, truth in, in Michigan. I make jokes to her, but her husband's a, a vet as well. And then, um, and, and, and so Joe, uh, Doug also works a full-time job. So put that into perspective. And he doesn't charge us for his time. We, what we pay for is we pay for the costs that are associated with the plaque, the plaque itself, the wood, the lacquer, anything associated with that part of, of the process. Um, shipping. I mean, shipping for some of these plaques can be about two, one, one set he shipped us. There were like 30 plaques or something crazy like that. He fit in there. It was like $222 just to mm. ship. So it, yeah. we don't get special rates on shipping either. As anyone knows, you really, there's no special rate for nonprofits. We pay what everyone else pays. Yeah, so they can, they can be costly to ship across from where he is to, to get them to you guys to, to deliver them to deserving families. I love that you mentioned about the siblings because um, we also talked about that, how siblings um, get left out. Um, you know, with what we do, you know, hope beyond the badge with first responders. Um, a lot of first responders are also vets. Um, but one of the things that we we spoke about greatly when we were, um, you know, putting our interviews together of wh where we wanted to start to put them in, and and one of them was we we talked about greatly was we we want to have a sibling um, interview, 
And um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we did have an interview with a panel of siblings who had lost a first responder um, to suicide. And um, wow, was that a powerful message that they sent out? I mean, some of them were was the first time speaking publicly about how they felt. And uh, I mean, all of them maybe was the first time speaking publicly um, about how they felt. Um, but how they felt, even the, you know, I, I remember one one girl, um, Stephanie, she had shared um, that when her, her brother took his life at home um, and she got a call to come home, she didn't know, um, you know, that her brother had taken his life. And uh, when she got in, you know, the police officer, the police were talking to her mom and uh, her brother's girlfriend, but they, wouldn't, they didn't talk to her and immediately she felt invisible. Yeah. She, she did not mm. feel seen. And that was the common thread through the interview with all the siblings is that they felt invisible. And after the fact, some of the siblings had shared that, you know, because of the grief um, that their parents are going through, that they felt that, you know, their family life uh, is gone and they they want their parents to know that they still have them and they can create new memories with them. Um, and, and it was very important for them to get that message out. It was very, very heartfelt interview um, from all of them. We had four, five? We had four... Um, a panel of four siblings who had lost a first responder to suicide. It was very touching, very, um, I mean, they were very open to share that. So I love that you're recognizing that, that the siblings do get forgotten about. Uh, they do. And they just expect to pick up where they left off. And, and yeah, that bond that is created from a sibling um, is like no other, right? Just like they can't think how... I feel as a mom of losing a loved one, but they can put it from their perspective as a sibling. So, uh, yeah, they do get left out, and that's why we had a sibling um, interview on our on, on the podcast just recently. So, um, yeah, if you want to go back and take a listen to it, you'll you'll hear their hearts for sure speaking through. Um, yeah, I think it's so important, you know, yeah. Linda. It's it's um it's important because not only does the sibling lose their brother or sister yeah but they also in an essence with all due respects they kind of lose that parent at the moment or maybe for many years because sometimes because right because the parents are grieving and, and this is from shared stories yeah i mean i understand that parents grieving but like you said hey i'm still here i'm still you know? here so, yes so see me we, let, let's be let's make you know the like that memories together, like I'm like you just said, like I'm still here. So, I, in essence, when you think of a sibling, right? I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, I'm really, I'm like so extremely close to my son. I, I, I we, I make, we make jokes. Like, I, you're, you're attached to my hip because I, but I love him so much. It, do, it doesn't matter, right? And I can't even imagine, right? So, like now you got, you got a sibling, and they lose a brother or sister, and then the mother and the father are grieving and the people all around them are grieving and then they're like, they, so, and that's what I mean. Like I, I, it's so important and people don't stop to think. And I think it's so important that we think of that. Right. Yes. And, and, and you think about too, like the guys, 
even mil uh, not just military, but first responders killed or, or that have died while serving, whether it's cancer or, uh, you know, maybe maybe they were riding their bike and they were a police officer and, and, and someone hit, whatever it may be, right? And then you think of those guys, and those guys are kind of forgotten. That's why with plaques of honor, the most amazing thing with plaques of honor, what I think is we see you, we remember you. If you died of cancer we and you served our country, we want to honor you. If if you died by suicide, we want you to, sp to speak their name. Because like like it's always said, and I know you guys have probably heard this many times, you can you die twice, once in your physical body when you die, and a second time when the last person says your name. And it's so important that we continue to say the name. And with plaques of honor, these are passed down to generation after generation, so people will say their name. So mm. when they pass away, or if, if they don't have family, it can go to a city hall, a VSO, somebody to honor the, the, the life they live, not the way they die. Yes. And that's so important. It's so, so important, but it's important that we remember all these men and women from a military to our first responders who are willing to put their lives on the line for those they don't know. Yes, many of them will do it for their own family. Some may do it for other reasons, but at the end of the day, they're all willing to pay with their life. And if you and I are not willing to do that, then we just got to step up and say, not only thank you, but we appreciate everything you do and we see you.